0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. A cool, earthy breeze ruffled the sales banners strewn around the front of the shop. The chill swept along my arms. The street outside was as empty as it was inside. Dry leaves blowing across the sidewalk. The bells of a shop chiming from somewhere further down the road. Want to take an early break? Chris, my co-worker, said from behind the counter. He was flipping absently through a magazine his nose wrinkling beneath the fabric of his mask. "'Doesn't look like anyone wants to buy candles today. "'Or any day,' I muttered, moving to lock the front door. "'Since the pandemic hit, the shop had seen sales plummet. "'The place was empty most days, "'and Chris and I ended up standing around doing nothing. "'Besides a few customers,' One old lady has frequented our shop every day for the last few weeks, smelling the same set of candles, still unable to make a decision. Even with those pandemic relief funds, you would think she'd buy the entire collection. But still, she remains undecided and just said that she would make a decision next time. Not sure what the deal is with her, but we concluded that the old lady must have some form of short memory loss because she does the exact same thing every time she comes. We didn't mind it too much since it at least gave us something to do, but it was a hindrance because we would have to go through our usual sanitation procedure of spraying down the door, wiping the candles down, and airing out the shop to ensure things were clean after every time she came but I guess it was a good way to get asses off seats. Figuring that there would be no interest from customers flocking into the shop, and the lady had already done her round that day earlier, we decided to lock up and place an on break sign in the front. I followed Chris into the break room, loading up the coffee machine. The brand was cheap, and the coffee was watery at best. But caffeine was necessary on days like this. Whatever the hell can keep us up from falling asleep on the counter. Hey, random question, I said as I waited for the machine to boot up. You ever watched that show called The Wonkleberries? The Wonkleberries? Chris echoed, staring at me half incredulously. Hell yeah, man. I used to love that show as a kid. Too bad it got cancelled so quickly. After sprinkling two packets of sweetener into the coffee and carrying it over to the table, I said, My friend Tyler was going on about it last night, talking about how they're bringing the show back. They're actually hiring rotating actors for the show. And he couldn't stop talking about how good the pay was. Chris blurted out a laugh. No way! They're bringing that shit back! I shrugged, blowing steam across the surface of my coffee before taking a sip. Fortunately burning the hell out of my tongue, I immediately grimaced. Yeah right, Tyler told me he's considering applying for the job, saying that it could be some easy, quick cash, plus the TV firm is just out of town. Oh really? Can you imagine dressing up in one of those costumes though? (laughs) Chris said as he was laughing out loud. I cracked a smile imagining Tyler in one of those colorful, oversized Wonkleberry suits. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going to be roasting his ass for decades. But hey, if he gets the gig, at least he's going to be on TV and he's getting paid. (laughs) Yeah, he can't get mad at a brother for chasing that bag. Strange they're bringing it back all of a sudden though. I don't know why it got canceled in the first place. Low viewership or something, I guess. Hmm, yeah. I was confused because I thought it was a popular show. At least it was among my friends and I, back when we were kids. Chris said, nodding his head. For real, though, man. Those were the days. Waking up early, pouring a big ass bowl of cereal. And you know me, I pour my milk in, I let the cereal get a little soggy at the bottom. Ooh, that was the best. And the Wonkleberries at 7 in the morning, good times. You don't get that feeling anymore these days. Kids want to stay on their phones watching videos all night and waking up in the middle of the day. You ain't never lie. Yeah, them Saturday mornings used to hit. But that's even if you had cable. We had the bootleg hookup. Sometimes we had to watch that shit in Spanish with no subtitles. I guess it helped me a little with my Espanol. We both laughed reminiscing about the good old days Chris then said Hey man what did you say about what they were paying? I could tell you what anything is better than working here stuck in a dead end job like this at a candle shop with no customers? Shit pay me I'll dance around Hollywood Boulevard with that shit on all day I laughed before we went on with the rest of our eventless shift The next day I knew something was wrong before I went into the store the blinds were closed and there was something gloomy and oppressive about the atmosphere when I went inside the boss was standing there waiting to speak to me in the break room his usual complacent self was anxious and fretful and he couldn't quite meet my eye I know this is sudden he said without waiting for me to speak but the shop's closing i wanted to give you more notice but we can't afford to keep the place open any longer Well, what oh man not us too i need this job man is there any way we could stay open maybe part time there's got to be a way he reached over and patted my shoulder his fingers digging roughly into my shoulder blades I tried my best to keep this business open, son, but our bottom line has not seen a profit in months, and I can no longer afford to keep paying the cost of keeping this business running. I should have seen it coming, really, given the lack of business over the past few weeks. A lot of shops on the street had closed down recently, too. The pandemic happening, most folks only shopped at big essential stores like Mike Martin, Casco. Nobody was coming to the mom and pop shops to browse for shit they didn't need. People didn't want to take that chance. Risking it all for COVID just to get that new blossom fragrance. Hell, once you got the virus, there was a big chance you can't even smell them. Plus, how the hell can we compete with those candle cells that bathe in body works? People didn't give a damn when it came to that place. Deep in my thoughts, I snapped back to the manager. However, I do need you in today to help sort out some things, but after that..." He trolled off, and I nodded. It was all a blur at that moment. All I could think about was that rent money, and how behind I already was on debt. I didn't give a damn, I'll pay you double to help me clean out the store, okay. Hearing him say double immediately made me change my mind. At least I could squeeze out some more dollars before the doors closed. Chris showed up 15 minutes late, like he usually did. And when he heard the news, he felt just as dejected as I felt. But of course, he was showing his ass to the manager. Man, you should have told us this two weeks ago. Damn! You got some nerve asking us to work more. My cousin is on unemployment making twice what we make and he ain't doing a damn thing. I'm about to take my ass to the county building. The hell I look like helping you pack these boxes. Chris stormed out of the store, smacking a few candles off the counter on the way. Right as the old lady who frequented our store every day was about to enter, looking all confused about the darkness of the store, to smash candles all over the floor. The candles she would always look at every time she visited oh i should have bought that candle yesterday chris walked out of the store middle finger in the air as he exited he was done kissing the owner's ass i stayed i at least wanted to have a great reference in the owner in case another job asked for it i swept the candles up and we proceeded to clean the shop When I got home that night, I ignored the grumbles of my stomach and laid down on the sofa, trying to figure out what to do next. I needed a new job quickly, and although unemployment was cool and all, I had been on unemployment for a while before I even got the gig at the candle shop, and I didn't want to keep living off the government. However, things were hard enough in the middle of the pandemic, and I didn't know anywhere that was hiring, except one place. The soft troll of my phone snapped me out of my thoughts, and I jerked up, fumbling to pull it out of my pocket, hoping it was either my ex-boss second-guessing the closure of the shop, or maybe another job inquiring about my services. I definitely used my professional voice, just in case. Hi, this is Jeremy. Hey, guess what, man? It was Tyler, my best friend since high school. Tyler, what's good with you? I said, still stowing at the loss of my job. I got good news, he continued, unfazed by my dejected response. Oh, yeah? Remember how I was telling you about that show that was hiring actors? You know, the kids one. Yeah, the Wonkleberries. Yup. Well, I sent him my resume this morning to apply for the job. I was worried that they'd find out about my record, you know, and cut me off, but guess what? Your boy got an interview. Th- that's great, I said, trying to muster more excitement into my voice. Hearing that he'd managed to get an interview, despite having a criminal record for some minor theft a few years back, after I'd just lost my job. Stunk a little, but I was still happy for my friend, although I did find it a bit weird, considering it was a kid show. I am all for the betterment of convicted felons making positive changes in their lives and being given opportunities. Good stuff, my boy. I hope it all goes well, man. You got this. thanks, he said excitedly. I'll let you know how it goes, damn. Who would've ever thought I'd applied for a kid show, huh? Yeah, I said ruminatively. Who would've thought? That night, I went to bed thinking about the Wonkle those oversized, humanoid characters in their bright, berry-colored costumes, those one-eyed creatures with pointy ears swaying to the side, unsure how I managed to never get creeped out by those things. I went through my nightly routine, took my two gummies of melatonin, got in bed, and went straight to Ask Steve on my phone. Whatever happened to those berries?" I said out loud as I typed in the search box. The first link I clicked on was Mycopedia, and I could see the show started airing in 1993. Looking at the reasons as to why the show was canceled, I could clearly read Wonkleberries was canceled after its fourth season due to low ratings and low viewership. I looked to see if there were any talks or revivals of the show, and I didn't see a damn thing. Out of curiosity, I started looking at the show's actors to see where they were now, and I could see that every season had different actors playing the Wonkleberries. Unbeknownst to me, since the actors on the show didn't actually speak out of their costumes. There was a narrator who would introduce the show's topic or what the Wonkleberries were doing. And it was pretty evident that there were voice actors who would speak for the characters on the show. So it was no way to know who the heck was under those costumes. I began to click on several actors starting with one, Deshawn Blank. I could see he only acted in one gig, The Wonkleberries, in 1995. Then another, Alex Frank, who acted in one season in 1994. Pretty much every actor I clicked on, they've only ever performed in this particular show. But piecing a few things together... Perhaps they hired people who are relatively unknown so that they can pay less, which would make sense seeing that they were such a lowly rated show. What was weird was that in each season, I could see that there were maybe 10 to 12 different actors, but there were only three wackleberries. Strange, but perhaps actors demanded raises after showing up for several episodes. And they thought it easier to just hire for a few shows. I didn't think much of it, but that was what I concluded. When I looked at the voice actors, they seemed to not only be involved with the Wonkleberries all four seasons, but they were also part of other children's shows I never even heard of, including The Talking Bee and Cat Mouse. Just reading those titles, I can imagine them being some funny children's shows. It's strange that those shows never got to air, or at least I never heard about them. Shortly, I began to knock out. I woke up the following morning, thanks to a text from Tyler, telling me he landed the gig. That took me somewhat by surprise, given that his interview must have been that very morning, too. Still half asleep, I messaged back, telling him that I was happy for him, and he responded right away. They told me they were still hiring more people, bro. You should apply. We can both be wackleberries gang gang I stared at the message for a few moments ruminating quietly hiring more people you should apply Tyler could get the job even with a criminal background I had just as much of a chance of getting accepted too right I texted back for showman send me the details a few moments later my phone pinged again with a message from Tyler containing an email address, a job application and the following words. I start today too. Get on it quick bro. They real fast with the whole interview process and thing. Let me know when you do and I will put in a good word when I see them. Let's get this money boy. I locked my phone and stared out of the window overlooking the grimy streets below. This was the first day I was out of a job, but I was already anxious about paying the bills in another two weeks. It seems like the first of the month comes every week with the way time flies. I couldn't sit around playing video games or being all over my phone, waiting on job interviews or a check to come through the mail. I had to get out there and hustle. If I wanted to have food on the table or a place to rest my head. There was no way in hell I was going back to my crazy mama's house. Even if it meant dressing up and playing in some kid show. I desperately needed this job. I was willing to get over the embarrassment. I'm sure this is something Tyler and I would laugh at when we got older. If I even got the job. Pulling up my old beat up laptop. I began to fill out the job application that Tyler sent me. I composed an email to the show's hiring manager, updating the details of my resume to include the candle job, along with the wacky cover letter I just used for every job I applied for. Tyler had said he heard back pretty quickly about the job, so hopefully I wouldn't be waiting too long. Response came later that afternoon. A short reply that nevertheless made me grin. Dear Mr. Johnson, thank you for your application. We would like to invite you for an interview tomorrow at 9.25am. We look forward to seeing you then. Regards, Redacted. Hmm. Tyler wasn't kidding when he said that they were fast at getting back to you an interview tomorrow with luck if I got through this next stage I'd be able to start working by the end of the week or hell even the same day like Tyler caught up in my excitement I sent Tyler a text to tell him that I'd gotten an interview too then asked how his first day had gone he didn't reply immediately like he usually did so I assumed he was either still working or away from his phone. When I didn't hear back from him by the time dusk had fallen, I decided to give him a call. Sometimes he got too lazy to answer my text, but he always picked up a call. I called his number and waited, but the line kept ringing and ringing until it eventually just went to voicemail i sighed impatiently tyler never missed a call was he ignoring me busy or just tired trying not to dwell on it too much realizing how sleepy i was getting i dragged myself to bed surely tyler would reach out to me when he could right i felt oddly nervous about the next morning mainly because I had a lot riding on a successful interview. If I didn't get the job, that meant I would have to be back on the web, searching for other jobs. And I'm sure it would be damn near impossible to find such a quick hiring position like this one. So I didn't want to put myself in that position. And like I said earlier, I did not want to end up back at my mama's house, sleeping on the couch the next morning I woke up to three texts from Tyler from the timestamps he sent them all in the middle of the night the job's superb dude you're really going to love it good luck with your interview tomorrow I read over the text messages twice, my brows coming together in a subconscious frown. Something about the messages didn't sound right. It did not sound like Tyler. I couldn't quite place my finger on it, but there was something off about the way they'd been written. Unable to let go of my unease, I ended up trying to call him again. But like last night he didn't pick up I tried once more then left the voicemail asking him to call back as soon as he could still surprised that he vowed to text me three times instead of calling back since I would woken up late I didn't have much more time to think about the weirdness of it all I had to get ready I pulled out the suit I kept at the back of my wardrobe trying to smooth out the crumples in it and brushed my hair to make my waves look more apparent. I grabbed my resume portfolio and headed out. The TV firm was located just outside of town on the outskirts of West Hollywood. So I took the bus to the closest stop and walked the rest of the way. The area itself was surprisingly pleasant and almost picturesque. I'd never traveled to this part of the outskirts before, so I was unfamiliar with the surroundings. The studio was a large building with colorful pink bricks and an open expanse of grass out front. The lawn itself was trimmed, and there wasn't so much as a leaf out of place, despite it being the middle of autumn. As I approached the building, the security guard at the door took one look at me and nodded me through to the temperature checking thing that they usually have in the entrance of facilities. Saying that my temperature was satisfactory, he waved me through with a smile. Going through the automatic double doors, I was immediately welcomed into the modern plush reception by the smell of coffee and fresh donuts and some kind of pine fragrance. The blonde woman behind the reception desk, who appeared without a mask, flashed me with a dazzling smile. "'Welcome, sir. How may I help you?' Uh, "'Hi,' I stumbled, clearing my throat. "'I'm here for an interview.' "'Of course. You must be Jeremy. Jeremy Johnson,' I stated." trying to keep my composure. The receptionist responded, Ah, Jeremy. Okay, I see you here. Could you please take a seat? The manager will be right with you. I walked over to the seats and realized something was wrong. Damn, I forgot my damn resume on the bus. I cursed at myself, trying to think of what to do while waiting for the manager Uh, Ma'am? I called out to the receptionist. Before she could respond, a white male walked out of the door, leading to what I assumed was the manager's office. He was definitely young, clean-cut, and had a fine, well-fitted suit. Assuming he was also interviewing for the position, I thought to myself, I am fucked. Sure hope they are hiring for two Winkleberrys. "'Hey, Jeremy, please follow me.' She rose from the desk, led me to a door on the right, scanning a keycard before stepping aside to let me through. "'The manager's office is just through there, right at the end of the hallway. "'Thank you,' I said. I almost tripped on my way past, flushing under the pleasant scent of her perfume. I was still trying to think of a great excuse as to why I didn't have a resume on hand. But thinking about it, it may be bad with COVID and all having to take copies, so if they asked, I would probably just hit them with that. I walked in the door and entered a long black hallway, a hallway which only led to three doors, and seeing the open door at the very end of the hallway, which was the manager's, I headed that way. The walls seemingly had soundproof panels on the walls, because I couldn't hear a thing once I entered, and now that I think of it, I don't recall there being a single window in that hallway, just a string of lights hanging on the ceiling, barely lighting the path to the ever-so-far office. Ah, good morning, Jeremy. Inside the room, a tall, lean-looking man rose to meet me. Like the receptionist, he wasn't wearing a mask, and I suddenly felt the urge to itch my nose beneath mine. I almost reached to shake his hand, but of course, I quickly played it off by reaching for the chair in front of his desk instead. Please take a seat. He grinned at me, the same dazzling white smile as the receptionist. Returning to his seat behind the desk, I could see thankfully he had a resume printed on his desk so let's see jeremy johnson huh he muttered scanning down my resume where did you grow up "Um, i grew up in inglewood sir right by the new stadium that they're building you know where that is right oh yeah that stadium's gonna be nice man i can't wait for that place to open We used to take some of our staff to the forum to watch some basketball games, way back in the day. It was a good time. Yeah, I never got to go to those. My family could never afford those tickets, but I always watched the basketball highlights from those times. Those are such great moments. Well, you got good taste, my friend. I must say, I am very impressed with your resume. You sold that many candles in one week? no way i lied my ass off on that resume but hell do employers really call up your old job to confirm exaggerations of numbers i doubted for this sort of job yeah i did i'm a great salesman i even got an employee of the month during that time which i didn't get to fit in my resume again another lie wow that's amazing You better make some time to put that in there, sir. Okay, see you don't have a degree. Have you just been working all these years? Well, there was a brief period I was unemployed, since I had suffered a work-related injury. But, uh, I worked at a candle shop for about two years. I, unfortunately, don't have a degree, but that doesn't mean I can't do this job right. I'm a hard worker and I'm ready to do whatever it takes to be productive and contributive in my position if given the opportunity. Okay, okay. Do you have a lot of family out here? Uh no, not really. Um all of them pretty much moved out of town. Some in Bakersfield, Vegas, Corona. You know, them the LA prices are no joke. Yeah, you're right about that. It can cost an arm and a leg to live in Los Angeles. Well, You seem to be a great candidate. You fit all of our criteria perfectly. I stared at him and said, "Um, Thanks, I appreciate that. Usually, interviews I had in the past would ask much more challenging questions than what he asked. But I guess I shouldn't shoot myself in the foot by asking if he had any more specific questions related to the job. How would you feel about starting today? I wanted to ask a few more questions about the position like the schedule how long it would be for you know job security type of questions before committing to the position but still remembering how badly i needed work it's not like i had very many options so i answered yeah let's do it wonderful he said clapping his hands together follow me i'll show you to the dressing room where you'll find your costume costume but wait don't we have to fill out papers you know um you don't need me to copy my id or fill out forms for taxes and oh no need for now he said dismissively we can sort all of that later after the rehearsal rehearsal i echoed weakly everything was moving so fast I hadn't come here prepared to start immediately. And how the hell were people already ready for rehearsal? Were they expecting to hire someone this morning from Jump? What would have happened if I had said no? Yes, come this way, please. He said patiently, still dazzling me with that grin as he stood and led me to the door of his office. Like a puppet being controlled, I stood stiffly, and followed him out of the office, back through the reception. The receptionist watched me, but this time with a blank stare as I went past. Something I felt was quite unnerving, and unlike the joyful, attractive woman she appeared to be when I first came. We passed through another corridor and into a room that smelt of bleach and new plastic. Everything inside was pristine, glistening beneath the fluorescence. The smell took me back, especially when I started pulling on my mask to create a small open gap so that I can realize the source of the smell. They are definitely sanitizing things around here, I thought to myself as my eyes started burning from that stench of bleach. This is the dressing room. You'll find your costume there, he said, pointing to a fuzzy looking red outfit hung up on a rail. Come to the rehearsal room once you finish changing. It's just down the corridor. Oh, yeah, here are a few bottles of water. Make sure you hydrate because it can get hot in those costumes. He flashed me another grin that quickly turned into a straight face before retreating the door clanking shut behind him I stood motionless for a few seconds trying to adjust to the bright lights and chemical smells what the hell was I doing here how had they hired me so quickly without even doing the proper onboarding I was accustomed to it all seemed strange but I couldn't really complain in the end a job was a job As long as it paid the bills and put food on the table, I would do what it took. Shrugging off my suit coat and loosening my tie, I pulled my phone out of my pocket to check for any messages. Still, nothing from Tyler. After a moment's hesitation, I redialed his number, which this time went straight to voicemail. Maybe he forgot to pay his phone bill or something. I started feeling like a clingy partner with how much I was trying to get in touch with him, but it bothered me that he hadn't reached out. Maybe I'd see him in rehearsal if he was working today. I gulped a bottle of water down and attempted to put on the bright red costume. Getting the costume on proved tricky, and it was heavier than I expected. It smelt strongly of plastic something else I couldn't quite fathom And I could already see myself sweating like hell inside of it there was barely enough ventilation to breathe properly but I forced myself to calm down maybe I was just anxious it didn't help that the head of the costume only had one eye that you could barely see out of but assuming we wouldn't be doing much movement I guess it wouldn't be too much of a hindrance. As soon as everything was in place, I shuffled uncomfortably out of the dressing room and down the corridor, as the manager had instructed. There was a single door at the end, painted bright red, and I hesitated before opening it. Pushing against the heavy steel door, I entered what appeared to be a large auditorium. There were rows of seats in one half of the room, entirely doused in shadow, and a production stage at the front. Two other actors in Wonkleberry costumes were standing to the side as staff members in black clothing bustled around getting things ready. One was fiddling with a big camera right in front of the stage. I thought this was just a rehearsal why were they recording I guess they record rehearsals too maybe this was the interview I was expecting and this is their way of weeding out bad apples I thought to myself hey I said going up to the other two wonkleberries. either of you Tyler the two costumes looked at each other and then looked back at me shook their heads nah neither of us are we were actually hoping you were tyler said the yellow winkleberry damn i wonder where he is neither of us have heard from him how do you know him said the green Wonkleberry. it's actually my best friend from high school and yeah i haven't heard from him much since he started working here you all related yeah we are both his cousins from castaic The last we heard from him was when he sent the email to apply for the job, talking about how much easy money he was going to make and how they promised him a lot of work. We jumped on it right away when we heard that, said the green Wonkleberry. Strange. He hadn't been lying about getting the job to all of us, had he? Did he get fired on his first day? If they found out about his criminal record, then I guess it would make sense i'm sure if he got fired i would be the first to know or perhaps his cousins things were not adding up weird that such a high-paying gig that hires on the first day seemingly hired only people tyler knew you would think that there would be a line out the door especially in pandemic times yeah well i sure hope he is okay It's not like him to be this absent from his phone. Maybe he'll get back to us once this is done. Or if anything, we can ask the crew, I said. By the way, do you all know what the hell we're supposed to be doing? We've been standing here for about an hour now. And now that you're here, I don't know what we're waiting on. No clue. The hiring manager told me we were rehearsing. But I haven't even gotten a script yet. Did you all get a script? No, we didn't get anything. "'Just was told to put our costumes on and come in here as well, for rehearsal. "'Weird that we've only ever spoken to the hiring manager. "'The crew ain't even said a word to us,' said the yellow Wonkleberry. "'Before any of us could continue, the lights above the production stage dimmed, "'and I realized that the staff had disappeared. "'The camera was now blinking red, which I assumed was the initiation of the recording. Creepolodion now presents the Wonkleberries. A deep voice boomed from the speakers, right above the stage. I glanced around wildly, but I couldn't see anything beyond the lights and the shadows of the auditorium, and was only limited to the view obstructed from the costume's headpiece. We've got a nice surprise for them today. Hey, what's happening?" One of the others said frantically. We had no clue what the hell was going on. No one said anything to us, or even mentioned that we were starting. Something about this whole thing had felt off from the beginning. But it was only now that I felt a sinking dread in my stomach. Hello? Is someone going to tell us what the hell's going on? I yelled. Our voices echoed around the stage. It's meal time for the Walkleberries. The voice continued overhead, sinister in the dark. Let's see what's for breakfast! A spotlight flooded the stage, illuminating an area that had previously been in the darkness. The light was glaring for a moment, stinging against my retina, until I saw what was beneath a long dinner table was set on the side of the stage, and on top of it, a figure wrapped in some kind of cloth. What the hell is that? I muttered as a shadow detached from the outskirts of the stage, one of the crew members dressed in black, who began to unwrap the cloth. It was done in seconds, the mysterious figure disappearing just as quickly as it had appeared and we were left staring at a man's body on the table. What the hell? I walked closer as I had a gut feeling, focusing my eyes closer to the person on the table. I then recognized him. Tyler! I shouted, rushing forward. Tyler, get up! What the hell are you doing? I collided with something invisible and hard, throwing me back. There was some kind of glass wall or partition, blocking me from reaching Tyler. I slammed on it with my fist, but the impact was muted through the costume, and it did nothing. "'Tyler! Tyler, can you hear me? The fuck are you guys doing with my cousin, hey!' said one of the other guys. Now that I was closer, I could see now that he was unconscious. His head was flung back at a weird angle, and his eyes were closed, his lips slack. He wasn't dead, was he? Hey! Stop messing with us! I'm done! Let me out of here! We were all paralyzed with fear, unable to think rationally. More shadows detached from the corners of the stage, moving towards Tyler's body. Hey! Hey! What are you doing with him?" I shouted as two of the crew members lifted his body off the table. Another one was pushing a large machine, which looked akin to one of those corn grinding machines you found on farms. Oh no, oh no, don't! Before I could do anything, the grinder sprung to life, and the crew members, holding Tyler's limp body, began to feed him into the machine could hear the flesh being torn, the bones snapping as the shredder slowly went through his body, the grinding lasting a long thirty seconds, and all I can think about was what they were going to do to us next. Let us out of here! Screamed one of the cousins. I screamed as well, and for a moment, it was like the world blacked out. Everything went dark for a moment, felt like a bad nightmare I needed to wake up from. My legs began to feel weightless, and I began to break down in my costume, and when I became conscious of reality again, nausea swelled in my stomach, bile filling my mouth. I reached up to pull the costume head off of me, but for some reason, I could not quite get it off breakfast is served the men in black had gone with their machine and the table was now empty except for three bowls my vision was hazy as sweat dribbled down into my eyes but i could see that whatever was inside them was red slush and crackled pieces of bone oh god i whispered what kind of twisted show is this Let me out of here! Don't you fuckers come near me! The red light on the camera blared more than it ever did before. The video was still rolling. The audience, whoever was out there, still watching in silence. This can't be real, one of the other men said behind me. His voice, hysterical as he kept chanting the words over and over. This can't be real. No, no, this can't be real. The stage beneath us started to tremble. The trapdoor opened to my left, a platform rising out of it. What can this be? The narrator's voice boomed above us as the platform hit the surface. And a small panel with a red glowing button appeared. A red button? I wonder what this does. Perhaps it promises freedom, or perhaps it promises death. Let's see what the Wonkle will do next. I'm not touching that, one of the cousins said, shaking his head adamantly inside his costume. But what if it means we can get out of here? I said. The other cousin said, you push it. The two of them, turning to me. What no way, not after what happened to Tyler. If that was him. No, no, fuck that. I don't think we should push it. They're not going to let us out of here just like that. That is too easy. It has got to be a trick. You know what? I can't take it anymore. I'll do it. The green Wackleberry said shakily. No, man, don't. You don't have to. The other cousin said. The green Wackleberry slowly walked to the red button and hovered his hand over it, hesitating. No, Frank, don't! Frank's hand hit the button, and something blasted through the air between us. A hole appeared in Frank's back, blooming bright red through the costume, and he collapsed to the ground. No! What is wrong with you people, man? My brother, not Frankie. The cousin cried out loud. I'm "Gonna kill you, motherfuckers! Come out here!" I backed away, stumbling over my bulky costume, seeing the corpse of Frank flat on the floor, his cousin kneeling over him, crying. I said, "No, no, 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 no! I can't die like this, man. This isn't right." I'm supposed to get married, have kids. I can't die here. Uh oh. The Wonkleberries haven't eaten their breakfast yet. The voice echoed above us, making my stomach clench. Better hurry before it gets cold. The spotlight changed to a strange, dreamy red color, highlighting the table where Tyler had been before. There were only two bowls there now, filled even more with that horrible red slush. No way, I said. I'm not eating that. That That's... Oh, God. Tyler, his blood, his insides. They wanted us to eat him. The Wonkleberries will now proceed to eat their meal, the dark voice said. Fuck you! I'm done! I can't do the ah! The cousin screamed, as they appeared to be shocked. They shocked me! Stop! Ah! It seemed that if we didn't follow through with their commands, they would use electricity to shock our bodies to get us to comply. I decided to walk slowly over to the table, the glass now raised so that we can get closer to the slush-filled bowls. Grabbing the spoon, I dipped it inside the bowl. The spoon grazing through the hard bits of bone, and the smell of flesh filling my costume. The cousin, getting up from his shock, walked over to join. He smacked a bowl off the table, the slush landing all over the floor, and he was shocked immediately. His body falling to the floor as he screamed in agony, rolling around in Tyler's bodily remains. I lifted the spoon to my mouth, and just as I was about to take my first bite, the stage suddenly plummeted into darkness, the low hum of the lights powering down, a soft scuffle somewhere behind the stage. What was going on? Was this all part of the show? Part of the game they were playing with us? What was happening now? The cousin whispered to me as he appeared to be free from his electrocuted state. I could just barely make out the outline of his costume. Then, I noticed a camera. It was no longer blinking red. Had it lost power too? But that meant, I don't think this is supposed to be happening. I said slowly, hoping they couldn't hear us those who were hidden in the shadows if they even were there let's try to get out of here what are you insane if we run they'll catch us we will probably get shot if we try to run out of that door maybe but i'd rather take that chance there is no way they're gonna let us free after seeing all of this i said inching towards the exit if we couldn't see them surely they couldn't see us not with the power out and the lights off. As long as we stayed in the darkness and moved quietly, they might not be able to catch us. A murmur of confused voices arose from the left of us in the audience, confirming my suspicions. It was becoming more apparent that this blackout was not planned. I grabbed the arm of my surviving companion and pulled him towards the exit after me. Although the costumes were bulky and awkward to walk in, they didn't make too much noise against the stage, the fabric muffling our steps. Quickly, I said, reaching for the door in the dark. As soon as we got it open, they would probably figure out that we were trying to run. Shouldering open the heavy still door, we tumbled out of the auditorium into the long corridor. Unlike before. The entire strip of hallway was pitch black. My heart thundered in my chest, sweat pouring down my back from being stuck in this costume. My vision was blurred with a mixture of tears and perspiration. All I could do was blink it away and keep going. As we stepped into the corridor, I felt a body on the floor, stumbling over it until I fell. The cousin stepped right over looking back toward me, and then to the open door. (sighs) They're following us man, get up! The cousin said, his voice ragged with exhaustion, and he pulled me up. I heard them too, footsteps thudding behind us. Getting closer, someone screaming, GET THEM! I got up quickly, and we started running as fast as we could in our costumes. I could then hear gunshots being fired in our direction and I had so much adrenaline that I just kept running and running and after a few more shots rang, I heard the cousin stumble on the floor. He was shot. Ah! They hit me in my leg man, I can't run no more, just leave me. He was a goner. They were getting close at this point. I had no choice but to leave him, as he said. I went through the door at the other end of the hall, shutting it behind me as soon as I entered. They banged on the heavy door, constantly jiggling the door handle, buying me time to get even further away. I now found myself in the reception area. The blonde woman was sitting there, staring outside the double doors and I was surprised that she didn't turn her head toward me with all the ruckus going on. And I soon found out why. She was shot right in the head, her eyes wide open, her smile similar to the one she had when she first greeted me. The door to the hiring manager's office was also wide open. But I was too afraid of being caught, so I decided not to check it out and leave out the double doors. The security guard that was out front earlier was nowhere to be seen either, and I felt my lungs expand with relief as I ran over the pristine lawn, staring up the mud with my huge costumed feet. I didn't even want to risk stopping to take the costume off. I couldn't waste any more time, even though when I glanced back, I couldn't see anyone following me. I didn't feel safe until I was in the next neighborhood. People on the sidewalk gave me strange looks as they passed, glancing over my Wonkleberry's costume, with quirked brows, some even taking their phones out to record. But I didn't care. I ran until I reached a random alley. I jumped inside a trash bin, tearing off the costume, which seemed damn near impossible. I jumped out of the trash bin and ran to the nearest person I could find. Hey, get the hell back, six feet! Sorry ma'am, I need help. Could you please call 911? Okay, what is going on? Are you alright? Where are your clothes? It was a long story. We called 911. The folks on the other end of the line kept thinking that I was on drugs. It took a while, but the cops actually showed. I got in the backseat after giving a quick rundown of my story, and we drove to the location of the television studio. Once we got there, I could still recognize those pink bricks, the pristine lawn, and the double doors leading to the lobby however once we walked inside the place was abandoned almost as if no one has ever been inside the place was completely empty the power was off and the stage was a complete ruin okay there is nothing here you must be on something it is hard to believe these folks could have cleaned house this quick If someone would have died here, there's got to be evidence here, blood splatter or gunfire residue, something, especially with all these white walls all around. I was dumbfounded and offended that the cops thought I was on drugs. Officer, I'm not on drugs, I'm telling you, a white lady was shot in her head right in this very spot. I know this happened. Let's look around again. The cops shrugged it off said they had more important things to tend to than venture deeper into my drug-induced adventure. I know this happened and I am not delusional. What the hell had happened back there? Had I been tricked into signing up for some sick torture show without realizing it? If this never happened, why the hell am I damn near naked in the outskirts of West Hollywood? And what about Tyler? It was his body I'd seen get fed into that grinder. I wish I could check my phone to see if Tyler ever did get back. But that disappeared with everything in that studio. The cops won't believe me. And I'm scared to bring it up to anybody else. Because they'll probably think I was crazy as well. I tried calling my phone. And Tyler's through a pay phone but they both go straight to voicemail and even the folks at the 911 call center think my whole story is fabricated so I gave up trying to help them catch this predatory children's show the email to the hiring manager also seems to be giving back a message not delivered notice even as I write this two days after it all happened part of me still refuses to believe it was all made up i'll never know who was really watching behind those cameras who was pulling the strings or who was sitting in that audience all i know is that i'm lucky to be alive by some miracle the power cut enabled me to escape The same couldn't be said for Tyler or his two cousins. I've reached out to Tyler's family and they haven't heard from any of them. I think it is time I spill the story to them as well, with the hopes that they won't think I'm some lunatic on drugs or worse, the one who is responsible for their family members' disappearances. I know it's a bit irresponsible for me to be holding this information from their family, but I wanted to tell this story to warn others be careful chasing jobs that seem too good to be true because chances are they probably are you never know one day you could be a regular guy working in the candle shop and the next you can be stuck in a reality that seems more like a nightmare I am pretty scared that I may meet my end soon mainly because these folks know where I live, and also all about me due to my sent-in job application, which required me to list all my addresses, including my mom's, for the last six years, three emergency contacts, and even my social security number for a background check. They know all about me, and there may be a high chance that they will contact my people To let them know about a fast way To earn cash Pretending to be me I can't even sleep at night Because I feel the second I close my eyes I may not ever open them again And I cannot stop thinking about that grinder machine Shredding Tyler's body The snapping of his bones Going through those blades One by one